so session two, let's go, let's do this. Okay, so um, if you guys will remember, last time uh, you were all in the country of Rymore for the two-week celebration of the competition, wherein the king of Rymore attempts to find his true queen and true love to benefit the nation as a whole. Um, so the king of Rymore, uh, fuck. <laughs> I hate oh. thinking about we're starting over. New start. Right. I have other things right now. I forgot to write out the fucking recap. Um, so you guys remember what happened last time on, on this session, right? It was ages ago. You you went thing you were in a tavern for a celebration, things exploded, um, things came crashing in, the palace is in shambles, you fought a lot of fire newts. I don't know if you looked up what fire newts look like afterwards. They're the funniest thing. They're so hilarious. That's why you fought them. Fire newts and magmans. Um, so you are currently in the middle of being led into a guard tower by Nassim, as he narrated to as they narrated to you uh, last session at the end, if you'll remember. That was fun. Everyone's ready? Everyone good? Yeah. You got this? Alright. You pass first through a courtyard encircled by a thick stone wall, which has protected it slightly from the devastation much of this older portion of the city faced. This is a small guard compound made up of uh, two smaller buildings and then the main guard tower. These towers dot the skyline of every city in Vrymor, one of the building projects embarked upon by the current king's grandparents. The stone towers are small, but they stand taller than almost all other buildings, giving them very good views of the goings-on in the city. There is also a small wooden barracks slash armory and a mess hall. Those are the two smaller buildings. The barracks appears to have been repurposed as a makeshift infirmary for those who were injured in the initial attack. The mess hall's doors are closed, but you can clearly hear voices drifting through the door, even as far away as you are. However, you were sort of preoccupied by the courtyard, which is crammed full of people, common people, escaping to the relative safety that the wall affords them. There is an air of shell shock around, and despite the vast number of people, very few speak and little noise is made. You do see a few young kids pumping water and ferrying it to older individuals who are sort of collapsed against the walls. Nassim, who, if you'll remember, is a young guard uh, who found you after you fought uh, a couple more fire newts. And almost died. And almost died. And, uh, and had another guy actually die. <laughs> yeah. Got his name. They lead, you to, they lead you to a small desk that's been set up near the main door to the tower. A grim-looking human man sits behind it holding a quill with a very large book set out before him. And he asks you all, Names? Theo. Who are you? Just a guard, kid. Okay. I'm Theo. We're here to help. Well, you look like someone might be looking for you at some point. You're kind of young. This is so we know who, where people were when it happened, so people can find them later. Please don't write down where I was. You know that's weird, right? Yes. Look, anyways. <laughs> I'm just gonna write down Theo, human. Age? 20. Sure. <laughs> You see him write down 15. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think anyone's looking for me. Uh, I was with all the people I know in this town um, when it happened. But we're interested in um, helping out a little bit. First, you gotta write down where you were, just in case anyone, in case things go wrong later, gotta know where you were and 
No one may be looking for you yet, but in a month or two, when you're dead... Well, I'm not planning on that, but Vantis Constance. He writes it down. He writes, uh, Vantis Constance, tiefling, and then he asks, age? Uh, 32. <laughs> Is Vantis done talking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I step up, uh... Just write you Chirpy, I'm from Kirtor. We use a very lengthy system of patronymics and I'd like you to save you the time of writing. <laughs> you Terpy, High Elf, Kirtor, age? 199. Sure. He writes it down. Um, at that point, Aaron does step up next and say, uh, Aaron Mirmeth, I don't know why you gotta know my age. And he sort of, at this point with your party, he just kind of shrugs and writes down, <laughs> something-ish, you know, he writes down like 20-ish, uh, and Triton. And then Dust steps up, um, and says, a si silent Dust, um, and I see you have an infirmary there, uh, and he, he in fact sort of looks Dust over and says, you know things about medicine? And she goes, yeah, a bit. He says, head over there. They need everyone they can get who can help. And she sort of nods and sort of shows all of you and says, uh, Maybe I'll see you later. Gotta. She sort of heads off her own direction. Um, so you guys find yourselves after this. Um, and the seam has waited with you through this entire thing. And you see there are sort of people coming in behind you as well. This seems to be a system that they have in place in the case of disasters of one kind or another. So that next of kin, loved ones, people looking to figure out patterns of activity can figure out who was where and why. So Nassim sort of starts to step towards the mess hall and turns back towards the rest of you and does say, um, so you wanted to help? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm not as healthy as I could be, but I can still help. That's where they'll be giving out jobs. And he, uh, they point to the mess hall. Follow me. We follow them. Yeah. Okay, so they lead you towards the mess hall where there is sort of one big main door that they do lead you through. Uh, a wave of sound hits you when the door is open and inside you see a large number of people. About half of them are wearing the same uniform as Nassim, but those are all grouped at the far end of the room. The people on your side of the room are wearing various kinds of armor or robes or just clothing sometimes sporting one particular item that stands out against the rest, sometimes not. Uh, the, while the guards across the room stand in relatively neat lines, these others stand in loose clumps, usually of four or five, and many of them are shifting anxiously and looking tense. Some look like you, or even worse off. There's a few with prominent burns or broken limbs, but they still stand in this room, all eyes focused on a table between them and the guards and the room smells like burnt hair. Nassim sort of nods to you guys and leaves you to stand on this side of the room before they head over to take their position with the guards. I press to dictate a more pleasant smell around, <laughs> just surrounding the few of us. You get sort of a, there's one or two, there's a number of individuals around uh, a young human with uh, her arm in a sling wearing robes who looks like her arm's been sort of haphazardly fixed up, sends you this look of, oh, that's a good idea, and does the same thing. <laughs> I love to inspire others. A couple more hardened looking individuals of various types do sort of look at you and go, eh, one of those. 
these groups, everyone seems to be sort of waiting. Their eyes are sort of glancing towards this table at the center of the room, but mostly people at the moment, if they're a guard, they're standing in line awaiting orders. If they are an adventurer brought in, they're standing with their party. Uh, you have a moment here if you want to talk to any of the group, any individual you see, if you're looking for any type of person in particular. Do I see somebody nearby who looks like just the sort of solid, competent type? One of the people who was not impressed by Euterpe's prestidigitation does it looks pretty solid, pretty competent. Uh, it's an older dwarven individual in sort of thick plate armor that's been burnt and sort of actually welded together in certain places. Looks like mobility is a little more limited at the moment. So I go over to him. Hey, have they uh, told you guys anything about what they want us to help with? Just general sweeps, or they're figuring out. Uh, they're figuring out various jobs for everyone. They say they're not going to let most of us fight. We're supposed to do cleanup instead. <laughs> and he uh, <coughs> spits. Yeah, I've burned most of my spells for the day, so I can still oh, sling a bit of ice, but I'm one not of those. much good. Eh, I can fight, too. Fighting's always more useful. Eh, depends on the circumstance you're in. Depends on the circumstance you get yourself in. Well, I don't think I could have punched the fire in the tavern. Then you weren't trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I guess that's how you got your armor welded together there, huh? It's also how a couple newts got dead. Fair enough. Well, uh, good luck, I guess. Yourself as well. They think they'll give us some orders in a couple of minutes. I don't like taking orders personally, but circumstances. Fair, yeah. Not many options right now. I'd rather listen to them and do something organized than just charge in myself. No, I'm doing a bit of good. I'm, I'm gonna head off. Do we have enough time for a short rest? Sure, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Contextually, yes. <laughs> My one little poor innocent hair Oh, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> I'm at six out of nine. I mean, I might as well. I think I'm at one. Oh. I'm also, I would also like to talk to Theo if we're just standing around. Um, so I'm just gonna, gonna turn to Theo and say, I fully realize this isn't the most important thing right now, but if we play our cards right, they could, you know, be writing songs or stories about this day, and when they do, style matters, and I... The ice bombs are very impressive, but you need to work on your style. Do you own sunglasses? Um, I have these goggles that protect me from light when I'm welding. How do they look? <laughs> Roll me a d20, Theo. Five. Nerdy as shit. <laughs> oh no, those won't do. We'll, we'll skip the sunglasses part. But you need to, if, if these are things you made, you have to show control over them. You don't even need to look at the explosion, just be very casual about it. Like just throw bombs where I don't know where they're going? No, 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 you look in advance, but when they go off, you don't need to you know, shield yourself and act scared. You, you have to act confident. Are you telling the kid not to shield himself from explosions? <laughs> he knows to keep proper distance. I've had a few accidents. Should work on that. I'd say better safe than sorry. Um, I'll, I'll do my best. 
You're gonna be a bad influence on this kid, aren't you? Well, well, do you want stories about us cowering from our own weapons, or do you want stories about us being really cool? <laughs> this is a question you have to ask yourself. I will do my best. That's all I can expect. <laughs> so, is that all you're, you're doing? Mm-hmm. Right, well. Okay. So you, you wait for a bit, and as you wait, you do manage to sort of shift yourself to a more central position. It takes a while uh, to get you to a place where you can actually see this table. And you see a long table, it looks like a place where people previously sat to eat, has been used sort of to divide the room into guards and adventurers. And there's a number of individuals in sort of fancier looking armor standing there, matching the guard uniforms, but with a little more decoration, a little more guilt, something marking them out as officers. And standing at the center of them is an older woman wearing what looks like a very ceremonial uniform. Perhaps she was in a parade at some point today, something like that. She's bracing her arms on the table, a map of the city spread out in front of her. Sitting next to her on the table is a plumed helmet of some kind uh, that she has set to the side for sure. Her face is sporting a large and roughly bandaged burn. Various individuals in less decorated armor standing around her are also not, not as decorated as her, more decorated than the rest of these other officers. They're also sporting burns or roughly bandaged things. A few of them are sporting wounds that they haven't bothered to take care of yet. They've come straight here instead, and they are very clearly conferring on strategy. As you wait, you the room sort of settles into a bit of a tense silence as everyone tries to hear, listen in on what the plan is. Once this activity sort of picks up between them, someone comes in with a new map, points to various things. Someone runs in carrying a pigeon with a message tied to it. Um, which is one of the ways that they communicate, obviously. After about 15 minutes of waiting here, so you do get a nice short rest, the woman addresses the group. And she sort of waves the officers aside and turns towards the adventurers and says, There's not much to say. There's no updates coming out of the palace, so we have to act on our own. The king is safe, but the Grand Duke got him out before they could know what was happening. Thank you all for volunteering. I know most of you want to fight. I know a lot of you are used to being on the front lines to leading the charge. More than a few of you have been here before registering complaints about the pace of guard work in this city. I'm sure that many of you think you can do this better than us. You can't. We need a coordinated effort to take back the streets block by block, but before that, we need people putting out fires. Quite literally, I assure you. I know you want to fight, but we need more of you on cleanup. We've gathered every suppressant we've got and we'll hand them out to you when we give you your assignments. This attack was meant to scatter us. Whoever they are, they want chaos. Let's not give them what they want. And after a long moment, there's a, a voice from the back of the room that calls out, whoever they are, everyone knows it's Shadal. Without the testimony of those in the palace, we can't know anything. Please step up to receive your assignments and Everyone begins forming a not quite orderly line. Some people shove in front of others, very, you know, like strong groups head to the very front of the line. Um, uh, you do see there's a big stack of something next to where the guard captain is now standing that looks like they're these fire suppressants that she's going to hand out along with everyone else. The guards themselves also 
begin to shift out of the room, apparently going to arm themselves and get in formation as they are trained. Nassim, you see, is being led away uh, off to the side. You might see him later, you might not. So you guys get in line. Do you shove your way front? No, no. no that, would, that would be too crude. <laughs> not so much with the shoving. Also, I like her, and she did say that we should be orderly. <laughs> Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, we've got enough fires to fight. We don't need to be punching each other out. I very nearly applauded at the end of her speech. <laughs> but nobody else did. Uh, most of the people in this room, not most of them, about 50% of the people in this room do not seem to like her. They seem to know her and not like her. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> I've never met her before. I like her. Uh, so after about... 20 more minutes in line then, as you know, by the way, that some of these parties that step up do actually argue their assignment with her, and she gets this look on her face where she's just sitting there, and you can tell her hand is, like, on her longsword, and she's really thinking about it. Really thinking about it. Also, while we're in line, can I sort of, like, without, like, moving or sort of interrupting anything, try to listen out if anyone's gossiping about shit all. Sure, roll me perception. Great. Eighteen. So the individual who called out about Shadal is in fact the dwarven individual that our friend was talking to earlier. His party is quite near you and they are trading comments. They're not gossiping about Shadal exactly so much as planning their next movements. A couple of them are discussing heading into Shadal and examining further what must have happened. Okay. Um, I'm just checking. Shadal is the uh, murder kingdom of undeads? Nope. Harrow is the murder kingdom of undeads. Ah, okay. Shadal is a desert kingdom immediately north of Vrymor. It is high elves. Uh, Various details about... They have... Their patron is a Ifrit, which is a fire genie. Ah, that's the... They have a deep connection to the uh, elemental plane of fire. Oh, I think we've got Alex! You came in just in time for us to discuss what Chanel is. Here. Oh, good, the chair's there. I don't know anything about Chanel. <laughs> Chanel, what's that? <laughs> is there a reason why Chanel might have done it? So, Chanel, well, roll me, roll me a history check to see if you know. I do not know. Not a clue. I've got a nine. <laughs> Could be anything. Yeah. You know, patrons that are free. This has something to do with fire. Yeah, that's got to be it, right? It's just the connection to the prime to the elemental plane of fire. That's yeah, that's the problem that's here. Probably it. Can I roll as someone who's actually familiar with yeah, Chanel sure. a bit to see if I know anything more? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. You. I think about how much I hated Shadal. Did, did you tour in Shadal? Because I thought you toured elsewhere. Oh, I assumed we stopped in Shadal among other places. No, I think you avoided Shadal. <laughs> I think this role means that you, you, all you know about Shadal is that you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I lean over to you guys. So, I mean, like, it's because the Afrit, right? And the fire? That's why it's Shadal? I'll try giving it a roll. Um... <laughs> oh, hey, net 20 uh, with a minus one history modifier. Uh, you got in, you got, it's only because you got not to, nat 20. I would not have given this to you otherwise. Yeah, but. You got into town before 
anyone else did here. You've spent more time here, and also you spent a lot of time talking with the owners of the Frightful Night, which is the inn that you saved last time. They were very, very into the whole competition. They were very excited for all of it. They actually gave you a rundown of all of the competitors. You don't remember most of them because at the starting point there were like 30 or something. So that was just too many. You don't remember. But you do remember one of the ones that stood out and one of the ones that made it pretty far in the competition was the Fire Genasi Princess of Shadal, who has... It, has, it was announced today, is not the true queen of Rymor. That may have something to do with it. Huh. There's also the part where you know the competition that's been going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the princess of Shadal was trying to uh, become the queen of Rymor. Didn't work out. So maybe they got really annoyed about that. I don't know. I just have a feeling it's not her. You don't know anything. I'm also not in character. I just, I just you don't know anything. I know I don't know anything. I just, I have a feeling. I mean, it just seems like really suspicious timing to me. But if it's not true love, wouldn't she have just accepted that? Well, it could be someone else in Shadal. They don't, they're not the most forthright people. Honestly, firebombing seems a little too direct for them. uh, Can I roll, have I ever regarded anyone from Shadal? Can I? You can roll. I I feel like Shadal and like being a fish person. Yeah, don't never... don't really no. I think you like my bet. You can roll. We'll see how you do if you want to roll. <laughs> probably it's I don't go there. It's too arid. Probably it's I don't go there. Sand in your gills is the worst feeling. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Sand. It's like sand in your lungs. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. No. I know nothing about Shadal. That seems to make many of us. Well, if we can find... I mean, assuming they're not dead, if we can find the nobles I was guarding, they might know something more about the competition. We should take these orders first. It's... Yeah, just do our part. Yeah. That great captain seemed to know what she was doing. Yes, she... I liked her. She seemed confident. (laughs) Seemed like a good person to follow right now. So you get to the front of the line after about 20 minutes or half an hour of waiting in line and having some people in front of and behind you kick up fusses at various points and you do find yourself in front of this older, very harried looking guard captain who looks you over and says, names and skills. Vint is Constance. Uh, I can cast some ice spells. You you Chirpy, I'm a bard, and I have prestidigitation, if that will help. Triton. Uh, Aaron Mermuth, fighter. Human. Theo, I investigate stuff. (laughs) Alright, you're on putting out fires, then. We'll send you out with one of our own. Protect the guard. You'll be ahead of the, the advance line, looking for anyone you can drag back behind it to save. And also putting out any fires you find. Here's your suppressants and does hand out, it looks like they've literally taken blankets. Like, these are blankets that have been embroidered with people's names on them. These are personal possessions that someone has donated to put out these fires that you are each handed. Uh, except for, I think you're handed a, what's clearly a tapestry that's just been torn down. They're taking anything they can to put it into this effort. Head out, uh, head out to the courtyard. 
head out to the front gate. We'll match you up with someone there who you can run around with. Any questions? Seems straightforward. You were very clear. Great. Next. So we go head out to the front gate. You head out to the front gate. At the front gate, waiting for you with a fresh backpack full of health potions (gasps) is Nassim. Nassim. Hey, I I requested, I thought you guys. It's great to see you. Yeah. Good to yes. work with people you already know, and I know you can handle yourselves, sort of. I sort of saw you handle yourself, so that should be good. We're very skilled, it's true. Yes. So, you, you ready? Ready to head out? Yeah, yes. I brandish yep. my blanket. Be careful, <laughs> kid. <laughs> I can handle myself. Nassim is not that much older than you, by the way. Nassim, oh wait, no, I think Nassim's actually much old, not much older than you, but like seven years older than you, never mind. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Nassim sort of heads out and talks to you guys uh, as you start heading out and says, so we're headed to sort of this old, the, we were headed to where most of the, the food tr- the food carts would be. We're going to make sure that's where a lot of the population would be. So we're going to find anyone that I can I can give these potions to. Sounds good. Um, yep. Try and get everyone we can back here as a good, good meeting point. All right, then. All right. We are going out ahead, but we're not fighting. If we see anything, we hide. Fair That's enough. a good idea right now. As fun as it would be to make a heroic stand, I don't think we're quite up for it at the moment. Yeah, we've already done our heroic stand for the day. That's very true. We're very old. Uh, so you guys head out, and Nassim, Nassim's very light on their feet. They pull around various corners pretty quickly. They're up ahead of you guys and sort of scouting out more. Uh, they do keep you guys back once or twice when you see a couple fire newts passing. You are about two to three blocks ahead of the actual guard that will capture these streets again. You're just trying to grab people and run them back behind the front lines as soon as you can. The first thing you come across is you come across a small clearing, which a small square where there were a great deal of wooden food huts where people were serving things like crepes and various other, you know, festival foods. There also was a fair amount of oil around here. So what you've got here is sort of a a square and then an inner square of burning food, uh, not traits, not not huts. What's the word? Stands? Stands. That's the word I'm looking for. Burning food stands that is pretty soon going to spread out to the buildings around it, and you have to find a way to put it out. This is going to be a skill challenge, so you guys can attempt get creative with how you're going to solve it. You do have to attempt to put this out before it spreads to the other buildings or else this is just this square is just going to be lost if that happens. Is there any material between the stands and the buildings that we can clear out? Yeah, you can definitely try. If there's uh, things that are near the fire that are likely to catch on fire, I have mage hands, so basically minor telekinesis, if that will help. I can lift things, carry things, and control small amounts of water. Um, uh, if you will if have water, I can... You may also be the person to charge in with a large tapestry. Yes. Well, we try to reduce it using yeah. magic. Yeah. So I think I'll just look around and see what the most urgent fire... Roll me is. investigation. Wow. 25. 
Yeah, you do, what you do is you actually do a really quick sort of run around the edge of the place to see where it's going to be a good area, and you can now guide people to the places that are going to be a problem, that are going to make this spread, uh, and you can also, you've also found, with that roll, you found a spot where it looks like there's maybe the place where you can stop it from reaching another repository of oil and stop it from spreading even further. Excellent. Do you and point these out to everybody? I, I, how big is the repository of oil? More than 10 pounds. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, that's you yeah. then. <laughs> um, yeah, I go over there and try to put out the, like I use the tapestry to put out the flame. So what you can do is you can use the tapestry to sort of grab this barrel and pull, and then use gotcha. athletics to pull it out okay. of the way before it yeah. catches flame. Roll athletics. Uh, 17. Yeah, um, you feel some heat through the tapestry in your hands, but you sort of focus, and you're, it's pretty easy for you to lift this barrel. Thankfully, it's not that heavy, and you pull it pretty far out of the way, so it looks like that's, there's not going to be some new explosion like there might have been. So there's still the things that were already on fire. For sure. So if no one else suggests anything else, I'm going to start sort of trying to start probably along the edges and work my way in, uh, just doing prestidigitation to get as much as I can with each casting. Yeah. Um, how about the two of us team up and we can sort of try to corner a little bit of Yeah, do you want to go in at like one end and I go in? Do we want to work together or do we want to do like one in, you on one end and me on uh, the other, so we like box it in more. Yeah, that sounds like a good. Okay, point. so we'll try to. So yeah, I'll go on one end. Are you prestidigitation or frostbite? Cold. Yeah, that should work. <laughs> Just spam cantrips. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I want both of you to roll me spellcasting ability checks. So roll All a right. d twenty and add your spellcasting ability modifier. Is that a proficiency? Nope. Or? Oh no. Um, oh. That is a twenty. Not that. <laughs> That's a six. <laughs> um, so, so you tear fee. <laughs> so you tear fee. Oh man, here's what happens. You're putting out flames, but the problem is that the kind of flame that you're used to is one that you've started with your own magical abilities. So what you aim for versus what actually matters for putting out flame, you manage to put out the surface level, but there's definitely still glowing embers that you're absolutely ignoring. And as you work your way in, you oh notice that uh, the corner where you were previously is catching on fire again, and it looks like it's sparking a little bit and could actually shoot out. Um, also, I want you to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, cool. I'm theoretically good at those. That's better. That's a 15. Yeah, you manage to not get distracted enough by that that you don't accidentally get hit by a little bit of frostbite damage. <laughs> um, I turn to Theo. Um, you're good at finding things. Have, uh, do you know, if, can you see if there's any water around here at all? Yeah. It hasn't evaporated away? I'll go searching for water. Okay, uh, roll me perception. Oh. Six. There's no pumps around here. There's no, this, the nearest pump's probably like two blocks away. Okay. You think there might be water in the buildings, but you can't pick locks. Yeah, um, I, I don't really know where to find any water. Uh, there might be a pump somewhere nearby, or maybe in buildings, but they are looking locked. Okay, I'm gonna try looking also. Roll perception. Um, 15. There's an inn on this that would probably have some kind of 
water repository maybe for washing dishes or things like that. You could break down the door. Yeah, I mean, does it look like there are people hiding in there? No, this one looks okay. pretty quiet. It looks like they ran okay. out. This this yeah. square managed, this particular square didn't get a lot, got a lot of fire, didn't get a lot of explosion or debris, so things were pretty intact, so people could just run away pretty quickly. Okay, so yeah, so I'll try breaking down the door, I guess. To okay, get in, get roll me an attack on the door with your greatsword. An uh, 18? Yes, that hits a door. <laughs> Success. <laughs> Um, that's gonna be 13 slashing damage. You carve just, it's a pretty clean, not clean slice, it's a pretty clean shatter as this door now, it now is two doors (laughs) that swing open. Okay. Um, so I run inside and try to find the water. Roll investigation. Great. I'm so good at injects. (laughs) Does this mean there are hinges on both sides of this door? No, it means that when you push through a split open door like that, it acts like swinging saloon doors. True. They don't swing back. They stay pushed open. But that first moment, pretty similar. Um, So that is an eight. You don't know where inns keep things. You never pay attention. Kid, come here. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, nice job with the door there. Um, 18, investigation. You pretty quickly find a big barrel of not clean, not potable water, but dishwashing water hidden in the kitchen, which you can then roll an athletics check to try and get out, uh, Aaron. Yeah. I have to stop saying you. I have to keep saying names. Uh, that's a 23. Oh yeah, you pick that up no problem, Aaron, as you carry it out the door. You even manage to not spill anything to save as much as you can to get it where it needs to go. Yeah, so I use the control water cantrip mm-hmm. um, to try to just sort of get like splashes of it every like on the fires that I can, like put them out sort of. Roll me, you Terpy, another spell casting check as you go around. Right. Much better, 22. So this time you team up with Aaron, so Aaron doesn't have to roll a spellcasting check. <laughs> so you go around, you extinguish sort of the, the surface level flames, and then you make sure the embers are done with your control. And with that, you know, it takes about 15 minutes, but between all of those things and you shooting down ice and getting towards the center of it, because you've got a longer range on that, and you direct... Vance is shooting down ice and directing things I've never podcasted before. (laughs) (laughs) And Theo going around and directing everyone and making sure everyone's... Making sure that everyone's doing the most efficient job that they can. You do manage to, within 15 minutes, there is no more fire in this square. You put out all these fires, guys. Nassim is very proud from where he is hunting through the buildings, making sure there's no one else there, because that's what he's been doing. He has, you notice, sorry, they have, you notice, been picking locks. That's an interesting thing for the, uh... Yeah, are are we reconvening with them? I'm going to ask them about it. (laughs) Nassim, why were you picking locks? It's a useful skill for a guard to have, in case you don't have the key. Seems like an unusual skill for a guard to learn. Oh, well, I mean, I learned it as an innkeeper. People losing the keys to your rooms? No, people purposefully locking themselves in my rooms and not leaving. Ah. (laughs) It all makes sense. (laughs) Yes, that's quite an interesting way to live your life. (laughs) 
That's why you joined the guard, huh? Oh no, I mean, I joined the guard because the Rhymor guard is like the most noble thing you can do with your life. I've always wanted to be a guard, it's incredible. They're so, the dedication to your country and your people and keeping the order and all of that, it's... Yes, that sounds very noble. Oh, good for you. I can respect that. No one is inside checking this. <laughs> for sure not. I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I, not, not actively. <laughs> I reach out and give them a fist bump. <laughs> they definitely fist bump you right back there. They, they're, they seem very proud to be a guard. So where else can we help? Are there other fires anywhere? Yeah, uh, it doesn't look like anyone was in these buildings. So we're going to keep pushing through to the next blocks. It looks like uh, the guards behind us should, should be, if they're moving on schedule, should only be about a block behind us now. So we're going to push another two ahead. Alright. Sounds good. Uh, so you push ahead, you mean to push ahead another two blocks. Roll perception. No. Nat 20, nice. uh, which plus my modifier is like a 25. 12. 21. Two. <laughs> so Vantis and Theo, the two of you are closer to Nassim pushing ahead. Uh, Nassim has a path that they intend for you to go. The road you are on is slanting, so you're actually slanting away from this area that was mainly affected by fire to an area that was definitely more affected by debris, by the force of the explosion and things like that. There are various buildings that have just been decimated and scattered, and as you are passing by one that appears to have basically entirely collapsed and only a basement remains covered by a lot of debris, both of you notice movement from the basement. Is someone down there? I rush over to investigate. Uh, yeah, you rush over and you turn, you sort of look, scramble, and it does appear, there appears to be a number of individuals stuck down there in a small voice calls out to you and says, Hello? Can you help us? Yes, yes, we're here to help. Is anybody hurt? Uh, not badly. We've splinted everything we can. What happened here? The roof came down. We heard the explosion and all the things, and so we thought we'd get in the basement, and then the entire building just came down on top of us. All right. I've got an explorer's pack, which has some ridiculous amount of, um... 50 feet? Yes, 50 <laughs> feet uh, for opening it. I'm going to start tying it to something that looks secure near the edge of the hole. Roll me... For you, we'll go perception to see if you can find something secure to tie it to. Thank you. So they're, <laughs> are they just buried under debris, or are they in, in a room? They're in a basement where it looks like a lot of it has sort of collapsed, and so probably about half the basement is covered in entirely in debris, and they're in sort of a safer half that still resembles a room. Okay, so they're that's in- that's an eight for me, by the way. You tie you tie it to something that definitely looks secure. <laughs> I give it a good tug. Roll me a roll me a strength check. <laughs> Eighteen. Hmm. Uh, you pull, and after about a like. 10 seconds of you pulling, this solid-looking beam that you attached it to breaks, and you realize that a little further down than you noticed, it's actually been burnt pretty badly, so it was pretty weak. Well, there goes plan one. Um, Does it look like there's anyone... So everyone is... There's no one being crushed under anything at the moment? It looks like they've gotten everyone out of where they were being crushed under things. They just need someone to make a way for them... A safe way for them to escape. All right. Is there anything else? There's nothing else wrong that we could tie it to? The rope to secure it? Doesn't look like. Okay. Could I try using mending on something to make it secure enough to tie the rope to? 
Roll me a spellcasting ability check. Uh, 16. With that, you manage to mend it. You think it'll hold probably for about a minute or two. After that, it's definitely going because mending isn't dramatic. You've managed to work it pretty well to heal the parts that are the most vital to its structural integrity, but it's not going to take that much stress for it to break again. I um, could openly, I could hold the rope as like the yeah, yeah, yeah that's good because this can take strong. a bit of strain, but not yeah. that much. Yeah, you so might. I could hold the rope and they could do. Climb do up. any of them look too injured to climb the rope? Roll me perception to see if you can see them. <laughs> you take the eleven. None of them look necessarily too injured through the small hole that you can sort of peer through. It looks like it's a family. There is an old woman leaning against the back wall who looks like she's terrified and does not want to move. She may um, take some convincing to move. Yes, uh, could I? So I'm going to go over and just sort of like introduce us and explain the situation. And be like, and this, this is Erin. She is very strong. She will be holding it the whole way. If you need any assistance, let her know. She will be... You know, we, we realize situations are less than ideal, but I promise you that to the best of our abilities, we will get you out of here safely. Roll me persuasion or nah, persuasion. I mean it. <laughs> no, I was going to say you could. I was thinking about giving you performance, but I think persuasion. Yeah, probably persuasion. Oh, <laughs> a nine. That's still a nine. This old woman seems to hunker further into every new name you mention of like, and this person's going to do this. She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, I think it, after everyone climbs up, I can potentially climb I'll down and let her be on, like, have Here. her on my back and climb back up, carry her up. Is that, does that work, do you think? Ask your group. Yeah. It's worth a try. I can help anchor the rope. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'll... I can anchor the rope like as they come up and then go down and get her. Yeah, or? I mean, yeah, when yeah, you're trying yeah, to climb yeah. up while you're climbing up, yeah, yeah, I can't help anchor the rope. So, <laughs> okay, we can try that. Do you think she'll agree to it? I don't. I, I don't necessarily no necessarily feel um, comfortable with us just picking her up against her will. I might be able to convince her. I can. Um, I can convince her. Yeah. Between the two of us. Yeah. Hello, ma'am. I know it's a little intimidating being stuck down there. Well, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Do you t try and talk her into moving before you get everyone out, or do you get everyone out first? Um, let's let's try moving a couple of the more secure people first, and when when they come up, we can haul her down and ask them to tell her that they're safe and that it's okay, okay to that. come up. We can try that. Yeah. So who's doing what to help here? So I am holding the rope as an anchor. Roll me athletics. Uh, that is an 18. Yeah, you, you managed to get yourself pretty solid. You actually brace yourself against a bit of debris that you think will help keep your feet planted. And But, you know, they're smallish humans. If they go up one at a time, you'll be fine. Is anyone else doing anything to help? I'm just mending, mending, mending on the rope and beam. Okay. Uh, roll me another spellcasting ability check. Woot. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. So. I will keep it in mind. If, I mean, I assume I, you know, even if I wasn't that persuasive, the ones who were more inclined to get out of there got the gist of what we're doing and know to climb up the rope. <laughs> yes. So, good on that front. 
are they going? <laughs> like at this point? Uh, it looks like two children are being sent up first, one at a time. It's two girls. They get sent up uh, and immediately go rush over to Nassim, who they recognize as being in a guard's uniform, and Nassim sort of corrals them and, hold, you know, sort of starts taking their story of what happened. The father is the next one up out of the pit. Uh, the mother follows after. They seem to be doing okay. It's when the... It looks like a, a brother or an uncle or something begins to climb that the rope begins to give a bit, and you begin to slide forward a little bit. Can I try to firm up my grasp and tug a little more to help? Roll me... Roll me just a strength check, because it looks like the it looks like the various things that you've braced yourself against are giving. Oh, that's not good. Um, that's a seven. Okay, you do not, you slip forward, and while it's not, it's about a ten foot thing, uh, I'm going to roll a check for the person to see if he can... He manages to grab onto the edge of the basement, you know, where it met the, the ground and hold himself there for a moment, but he looks like he's going to slip pretty soon. I let go of the... I, I, like, I drop the rope on the ground or whatever and uh, reach over and try to pull, like, like run over and try to pull him up with... Like, Roll me another athletics check at disadvantage because you're running pretty quickly. And that was uh, 13. You managed to pull him up, yeah. I'm gonna real quick try and rearrange this a little bit. So yeah, you so managed I pull to him up? you managed to get him up. However, the grandmother is still in the basement and pressed against the back wall. And I'm sure that that last bit was very reassuring. Yeah. Um, does anyone else have a good rope or something? I mean, I have yeah. rope. I can also. I mean, I is the wall like uh, like totally flat, or are there like handholds that I can use to like climb? It up? looks like it's made out of. It looks like there's there's sort of a facade of sort of cobblestone. He's not exactly cobblestone, but stone brick sort of thing that you could probably wedge your hand into. If you're um, not careful about it, you might take some damage. We could also tie some knots in the rope to make for easier grips. Uh, I lend the rope that I have in my pack to that, and we can work on making like a knotted long rope. Yeah, like the kind yeah. you had in a do, gym class. Do yeah, Theo and I want to work together to figure out like how to space out the knots and stuff since we're both reasonably intelligent. And I'll also look around to see what the best option is for tying the rope to something. Okay, uh, so I'm going to say you therapy. Roll me an int check and a dexterity check. Okay. Theo, roll me investigation. Int is uh, 16. Mm-hmm. Dex is five. <laughs> so you you know where the knot should go. You've got a picture of it in your head. You've, you're like, okay, so a hand between, or like an, an arm between each, or less than an arm would probably be, you sort of measure it out, you figure out, basically, you just can't tie the knots. Every time you try and tie them, you end up taking the, you end up taking too much rope, or there's too much space between suddenly, or you accidentally knot too really close together. You don't know how to tie rope. Anyone know how to tie knots here? I think I can help with that. Great. And I point out, like, I, like, probably, like, make little markings where I want each of them to be, since I did assess that, and then let Theo actually tie the real knot. So what was your perception? Uh, my investigation was 22. There we go. You find you find a little 
bit of metal protruding from one of the nearby buildings. It looks like there was some sort of frame inside that's now collapsed that you could probably, it'll take up some more rope. It'll take up about 10 extra feet of rope to get it across this far, but you think you can tie it there. Okay. While you're doing, figuring that out, Euterpe is making an absolute mess <laughs> of the rope, so you come over and help with that. Roll me a dexterity check. Not 20 for a 23. <laughs> you, while you may not be that familiar with knots specifically, you do understand how, you know, like, in general you should tie, you understand where things should go, and you're, you've got sort of a quicker hand at, and a quicker way of twisting it around so that it makes it as tight as you want it to be, but not too tight. You manage to get it basically exactly on the marks that Euterpe laid out for you. I look very pleased with myself. <laughs> I'm a little bit surprised. I get the surprise part and you're good. <laughs> I give you an approving nod. I pat him on the back. I glow. All <laughs> this praise and support. Um, um, I go over to the uncle and the father. Could you help me uh, hold the rope while my friend uh, goes and gets your um, your mother? Um, well, Wouldn't you be down? tying it around the metal thing that he was holding? Oh, going? yeah, you can yeah. tie one. Okay, we're so good. We're I think having people to reinforce it is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. hold it involved, but tie it. Yeah. Pull the rope up, yeah. rather than just um, having you guys haul yourselves up. Yeah, and because we tied the two together, we have 100 feet of rope rather than 50, so the 10 feet shouldn't make a difference. Not even remotely. 50 feet would have been fine. I'm not going to track how long the rope is unless you're in a thing where it's like, it's a 50-foot-wide cavern <laughs> with a 10-foot-deep pit. <laughs> now we're going to do trigonometry. <laughs> <laughs> now, So yeah, so I guess uh, tie it around the metal thing and have you guys reinforce it and then I'll climb down and get the woman. Okay. Is that the plan? Okay. So you guys do hold it. Uh, Anyone holding the rope make an athletics check. I would certainly try. I'm probably going to be That is a 12. 10. I broke even. (laughs) I thought... So you guys plus the uncle and father? Yeah. And the mother. They're all holding. The little kids are being corralled by Nassim, who is still taking their statement very seriously. (laughs) Okay, so I climb down uh, into the basement. Um, Okay. Uh, You don't have to roll athletics to climb down. You can climb a fucking rope. Yeah. (laughs) Not gonna happen. It's a really good rope. It's very well tied. The grandmother is still pressed as far away from the rope as she can be in sort of the safest, most structurally sound corner. Um, excuse me, miss. I don't think this is... I understand that that's a very comfortable corner, but I don't think this, uh... Or, not comfortable, safe corner, rather. Um, uh, but I don't think this room is gonna be very structurally sound for long. Um, uh, would you please let me help you get you out of here? Mm-hmm. I've got the rest of your family out. Roll me persuasion. Nat 20 plus uh, two. <laughs> she sort of hesitantly, shakingly stands up, pressed against the wall still, and then, like, as fast as she can, almost fast as you can see, leaps, o- runs over and leaps onto your back, wrapping, like, arms, <laughs> bands of iron around your neck and, le- like, legs around your middle. It really is like Luke carrying Yoda, <laughs> except Yoda's terrified and clinging to you. You've got a really good grip. Roll me um, athletics. <laughs> Um, okay, that is a 17. Yeah, you managed to climb out, and you even managed to climb out without bumping her head on anything, even though she's this extra weight on your back. You're, you're good. Everyone is out of this place, and Nassim, 
offers you lets you guys either wait here or go back with them as they lead the family behind the guard line again. Well, there doesn't seem too much going on here, so we might as well go back. Well, do we see any other little fires starting or? There's always fires to put out. Mm-hmm. There's literally always fires to put out here. Like, are we letting them walk out alone, or are we leaving them with another group of guards? Nassim is pushing them past the guard line that is advancing, and then from everything past there is secure, and will be pointing them towards the guard tower, which they can clearly see as the tallest standing structure in the area. Okay. I would be comfortable with letting them go alone. Yeah. It's only a walk. going to feel super guilty if they get assaulted halfway through. I mean, the seam is going to run them back without yeah, a They're, they're not going alone. The seam is going back with them, but there's no fire that way. The seam okay. will be with them. I think cool. it should be fine. Yeah. The seam also is pressing a couple health potions into various of injured people's hands here. Awesome. Yeah, so I think we can just proceed mm-hmm. on our own. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Famous last bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could we have one of those potions in case we run into another injured person? Uh, yeah, sure. And they hand you one. Okay, cool. Just a regular old health potion. I collect the rope. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You got rope, guys. It has <laughs> well, knots in it now. Well, if we, if I didn't collect it, then that would have been two of our rope that just yeah. we'd never had again. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we have the rope. <laughs> it's converted. Great. So we press on. I guess. Did Nassim like tell us which direction they wanted? You're us to just go in? keeping going on this road that you've been going that slants okay. like that a little bit. Alright, so you press forward another block on your own. Roll perception. <laughs> Net one. Three. Nineteen. Eight. So, uh, this area again, mostly hit by debris. This area that you've pushed into more than by flame. Most of the buildings here are at least partially collapsed. There's not a lot going on in here. What did you roll again? 19. 19, yeah. You notice a flickering as you walk past, and there appears to be some kind of flame inside one of these buildings with a collapsed doorway. Got it. Uh, The rest of you do not notice. Guys, there's some fire in that building. Maybe we should go. Oh, we should, yeah. Look at that. I'll probably burn through there pretty fast. Yeah, I should get that. Um, Is the door unlocked? The door is collapsed. Someone's going to have to f- clear the doorway. How small are the bits of debris? I would give you mage hand. Okay, <laughs> I'd say I can I can clear the door remotely if that will help. Okay. I cast mage hand and start using it to move out the debris. Roll me a spell casting ability check. That's not bad. That is a 15. Okay, uh, it takes you... About five minutes to clear this door. You clear the door into what looks like some kind of... it. Used, the shop bit of it is collapsed. There appears to be a workshop further in, which is where this flame is flickering. How's the structural integrity of the... Not great! Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, can you reach that with your thing? Um, maybe. Uh, can I see the fire to uh, frostbite it? Roll perception. 23. Yeah, you think you've got a pretty clear line of sight on where it is. You think you could get it. Cool. Then I'm going to try frostbiting it. Roll me a spellcasting ability check. Uh, that's a 12. You hit it. You, you hear 
you definitely hit it. You also hear an OW from inside. Anyone in there? No. I don't believe you. Are you this is a very confusing answer. Does the, are does you the in need of assistance? Kind of. Are you not? We're with the guard. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, be careful coming in. Be really careful coming in. Okay, sorry can about I, the ice. Can I roll investigation or something to look around and see if there's, like, places that are better to step? I might also ask Theo for help on this. Roll investigation. No! <laughs> Six, I think. You're too distracted by the uh, confusing nature of that answer to that <laughs> question. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. <laughs> are there... Okay, I guess I'm just gonna try to mark, like, the doorways and the tables and things we can hide under if things suddenly start cracking. Okay, roll me investigation. Oh, that went really well. 23. Yeah, you, you think you've got a good idea of, like, if some if the building starts to come down, you think you've got safe places for your party to hide. Okay, guys. Um, so I guess it looks like here and there and, like, that door frame and that table might support, might, might protect us if something comes down on us, but it seems like our best... That is kind of going in now and just hoping. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good to know. We'll run for these places yeah. if if you hear yes. cracks. Yeah. I'd like to know more about the confusing nature of that answer. <laughs> Maybe just one person should go in first. Um and the rest just I I can do it. I think I can take the most punishment if something comes down. Okay. Um, um how are you at dealing with people? I'm pretty good at dealing with people. Okay. Um, you I, got the grandma out of there. Yeah. So I uh, run. I try to run to the I guess inside workshop door. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you. Well, roll me a dexterity check. Just straight dexterity. Just straight dex. Oh, that's not great. Uh, that's a three. You get there. Uh, as you land there, you're sort of trying to run as quickly as you can rather than as delicately as you can as you get to the next doorway for you to stand in. Before you can even see what's really happening, you hear a yelp and like uh, something fall and a shattering of glass. And then there's like a of fire as the fire expands a little bit. The person's like, careful, very careful. And what you see when you look in there is a very young human individual pressed up against, sort of straining to hold up what looks like a shelf of potions of some kind that's about to, that looks like it's about to fall and they don't have the strength to balance themselves. There is about a ring of fire around them. You also notice an older human individual who's clearly been like burned and crushed in the corner who's dead. This appears to be some kind of magical workshop. And these potions, you also see a, a ray, uh, a table next to you with several potions that it looks like they were working on set up next to it. Okay. Um, I yell back to everyone, I need one more person in here. Um, what do you need the other person to do? <laughs> Help her get out. Is it a her? Is it? Sure. Yeah. yeah, let's go with her. Okay. I, didn't, I don't care. Okay. Um, help her get out while I hold up the potions, cause the that's... potions. I rush. The whole party comes in. I think. Yeah. Jeremy, if you, the other sure. Two, the, the all th all four of you are now standing in this doorway, looking in at this, you know, like skinny human kid, barely holding up this bookcase, this I, like, I, shelf full of potions. I go try to lend my strength to help okay. like, push. As up you the... go to attempt to step across this line of fire, 
Roll me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, eight. Uh, you take one point of fire damage. That's okay. As it flares up in front of you, preventing your crossing. Preventing my crossing entirely. Preventing your crossing entirely. Should we be trying to uh, put out the fire? Yeah, let's do. Um, so about that. We were working on this thing, and then everything got a little, and I think, I don't think you can put it out normally. One of those, and she sort of nods with her head a little bit towards the array of potions on the side, one of those will help. I don't know which one. He knew which one. He's dead. I will work on that. Potions, that's your thing. Yeah. Roll me investigation. 18. Uh, you pick up, you, you sort of hunt through them, you're pretty familiar with potions, you're more familiar with alchemical concoctions than with magical ones, these are pretty solidly magical. You do hunt through and you find one that looks like it might have a little bit of like a toenail of a frost something or other floating in it. You think you found it. Okay, um, those who can please stand back. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> For those of you in the auditory medium, Jane just mimed putting on goggles. <laughs> the nerd goggles coming. I step back a little bit, mm-hmm. gingerly toss the potion onto the fire, and cower. Roll me a Doing wisdom saving throw. A wisdom, a wisdom saving throw. fire sort of reacts to it. It is not what you thought it was as it hits. You see, when it catches the light slightly differently, you realize it's purple, not blue. You don't know. It hits this blast of like purple flame comes a little bit close. You get a little bit dazzled and when you open your eyes, you see this girl across the way and she's holding this thing up and she's very... She's so... Wow. You really have to help her. but I do know magic if you'd like a second opinion on the next sure. one. What did that one do anyways? It didn't put out the fire. We have to help her. <laughs> can I roll more conscience? Yeah, sure. I have can I roll an insight check? Yeah, sure. Uh, that's going to be 12 on Arcana. Um... I don't think love potions are really... You tear pieces. No, I don't need them. I don't need them. You don't you you don't really use charm person type spells. No. You're not very good at recognizing when they've been cast on people either. An eleven on insight. Who are you rolling insight on? <laughs> Theo? Theo seems very, very frazzled, but that be that could be because Theo picked <laughs> the wrong potion. You don't know. You don't know Theo very well. This is your first day of knowing Theo. I pat him on the shoulder and go, It's okay. We have to Next help one will be fine. Do yeah. You, do, you you help do you want any help looking through potions? Yeah, we have to get it right this time. That would be a good idea. Yes. So, so you tear me. Roll me an investigation check with advantage. Okay. Uh, 
that's going to be a 14. You pick up a light and a sort of icy blue one. You're pretty sure this looks like something like some kind of frostbite thing that could neutralize the magic. I show it to Theo. Do you think this might be it? Seems like my best bet. Oh, it'll probably help her. You got to do something to help her. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, it's, it's worth trying. We have to try it. Great. I, I very nonchalantly throw it at the fire and then just, you know, stand there very calmly and try to look cool. <laughs> okay. I cower a little bit. Roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, that was good. That's a 23. Okay, you manage to pull out of the way as some sort of burst of... It hits the flame, and as it hits the flame, you realize it was more of a blue-green than an ice blue, and it bursts out, and this fire... This, like, it goes to hit something. You're out of the way. The rest of you are too far back for it to hit, so it goes actually towards the... um, I think it goes towards the girl leaning up, and it hits her, and there's a moment, and then her body sort of changes and shifts and suddenly she looks like a fire newt she goes that was the wrong one <laughs> obviously uh she looks like a fire newt suddenly. yeah she looks like a fire newt suddenly um Did, was she what, always like, a fire check what just happened yeah i've got yeah, a sure. 20 arcana um it looks like this this fire is related to the elemental plane of fire where the fire newts are from and they've been through here they might have started it you're not sure but that analyzing the way that sort of searched for someone a little bit and settled over whoever it could it looks like it's some kind of disguise spell and it just picked the shape of the progenitor of the flame got it okay so it is not revealing her as secretly no she's definitely (laughs) not a fire newt but she definitely looks like one right now and also you're still in love with her There is one that is pink, and there is one that is green. I know less than nothing about magic, yeah, so I wouldn't know here. Any any hints? Other people get to roll investigation checks. I'll try taking a look at them. I don't know anything about potions. Okay, Theo, are you helping? Oh yes, roll if I with can. advantage. Awesome. Ah, oh, that's still. A nine. Uh, you pick up the yellow one because maybe you need more fire-like things to counteract the fire. Th- this is your bet at this point. You use okay. the two ones that looked blue. You don't know what to do next. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to toss this one and get ready to try to sprint through the flames if it looks like she's about to drop the shelf. Okay, so you throw down the yellow one, and this time, the fire still burns. It actually swirls a little bit. I want you to... No, this one doesn't actually have a roll. Um, well, yeah, roll me a dexterity saving throw. We're so good at this um, 17. Yeah, you managed to pull out of the way before the swirling wind and flame sort of hits you. The fire settles back to the same thing it was, but in its sort of wake, standing next to you, is a partially invisible being of wind that's sort of shapeless and looks like looks to you a little bit like it's looking for an order you now have an unseen servant with you oh, oh cool 
Can the unseen servant get across the fire? I'm gonna try. Hey, um, servant, can you, uh, cross the fire and help hold up that shelf? Uh, so it can't really talk, but it's sort of, if you're asking it to do it, like, like, can you rather than will you? Is that what you're doing? I guess it's can you as an implied order with... Okay, so if you're trying to imply an order, it shrugs, starts to walk across the thing, it flares up, takes its one hit point of damage, and disappears. And the fire, there is like a moment where the fire looks like maybe if you had the servant, if you'd run through with the servant, you could have stepped through, but it dissipates. I toss my blanket down on the fire and rush across it. Okay, roll me a dexterity saving throw. 16. You take four points of fire damage as you run across this flame to get to the other side, but you are now on the same side as your love who looks like a fire newt, but isn't a fire newt, but looks like a fire newt, but isn't a fire newt, but looks like a fire newt. Like you know, the king well, the investigator crossed the flame to get to the other side. True, true love was truly found this day. I need it. I'll help you. Um, I'm Theo, by the way. Hi. Um, roll me a roll me a strength, just a straight strength check, Theo. Eleven. You manage to help her sort of brace it. She says, I've got the, if you can walk to the other side and help me balance it back. Also, the potion effects should fade within an hour. All of these things that have happened should probably fade within an hour if they don't fade before. Also, I think I know which one you got hit by. So, like, help me balance this thing first, why don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 17 insight. Uh... She looks very apologetic. <laughs> oh, okay. So there are two potions left on the table? There are two potions left on the table. Green and very pink. Weird. Right? Green and pink. <laughs> um, I guess I'll make an investigation check. Or you can just pick based on color. Which one do you want? Yeah, I might. Uh, uh, Given how well us picking goes. I might pick based on color. <laughs> um, in which case, green. Okay. <laughs> Wow, guys. Erin was going to pick pink. Well, that's your own issue then, my dude. Uh, so you throw the green one down. Uh, roll me an intelligence saving throw. Oh, that's going to go so well. Nat 20! Oh. I was correct. Okay, you managed to sort of not freak out when you hear an older male human voice in your voice in your head go, Magical flame powered by an unmixed concoction. Looks like it will persist for several hours and then die with a... This looks to be some kind of weird identify thing. It gives you all the details on the flame. And it also says, uh, perhaps... Un- and it says, recommendation... Use the pink potion. <laughs> it's essentially like a, a throwable identifies potion. Cool. So, so we clear, have to use the pink one. To be clear, we picked literally the worst possible order for these. Quite possibly, yes. <laughs> I think we may have. <laughs> yeah, the worst possible. Excellent. Okay, so then I guess after the pink one. You it said throw the, the pink, pink one. one, roll me a dexterity saving throw. 
12. You manage to step out of the way as uh, a swarm of pink magic missiles come out of this thing where it impacts and target the line of fire, and you cast magic missile on the fire and it goes away. Magic missiles make fire go? How did it look though? Did oh, it look really cool? Super cool. It was like it impacted and there's like a puff of like energy and then these swarm of darts that like found the perfect points to like hit and make it go away because magic missile kills everything it hits. Ah. For sure. So cool. I'm gonna ask if Theo knows how to do that. That looks cool. I'm definitely gonna try to um, replicate that. Uh, so at this point, the fire is safe. You managed to help her balance the thing back up and she's like, oh good. If any of those got on got smashed, that would be very, very, very bad. I'm just gonna give a helping hand to make sure everything's stable. Yeah, it looks it looks good. Although, if the roof comes down, that'll also be bad. Yeah, we, uh, well, do you have yeah. a bag to carry them in with you? Um, or a box? Yeah, it was in that part of the build, and she points to the destroyed part of the building. I can move what rubble if it's... I can, small. Small. Like, lift, I can lift blankets. Rubble. Yeah. Oh, good idea. A blanket might work. Just being very, very careful. Um, how many potions are there? There's about 20. Okay, maybe we can all uh, tuck a few in our individual bags yeah, too. That's just a good to, idea. Yeah. I think between us we have enough bags to get them all out. Yeah. Uh, she does actually look over the group of you and she looks at you and she says, Could you, um, could you carry him out? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, I go over to the man in the corner and lift him up gently. Yeah, he's wearing, like, robes that look like they're specifically to be worn. He's wearing, like, a, a robe over a robe, so there's, like, a fancy robe underneath and then, like, a practical spill robe to get. He's... Does he have goggles? No. You know, I'm really sorry he lost your teacher? Father? Teacher. Well, it was... Brave of you to stay there and hold up those potions. You probably saved some lives. Hopefully. Um, I'm gonna, we, we should, and like the minute she crosses, like the, the potions cross the threshold and she sort of steps up, she still looks like a fire newt, by the way. Like she basically collapses. It looks like there was maybe about an hour of her holding this thing up by herself with, with no other option. So she like definitely just falls down, utterly like unable to support herself anymore. Um, I'll help. I'll also, make sure to tell anyone who sees you that you're not actually a fire newt. I think we, we should, should probably back. we should we should probably reused. stay because you know if they might attack her, that would be bad. Let's let's. Well, we can take... guide her back to the. We should explain the situation to Nassim. In fact, at this point, Nassim comes walking down the room and goes, "She's not a fire newt, <laughs> guys." And guys? this guy's spell gone horribly wrong. Okay. She's what? A human. We were trying to get her out of. Okay, a okay, fire. tell me later. Can I ask about the blanket? A bunch of dangerous potions are in it. Yeah, we're going back to the tower now. <laughs> Come <good>. on. <laughs> also, dead body. He had. He nope. Had... Yep. Tell me later. Let's go. Come. On. I'm carrying him very gently and like respectfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you need an arm you. or a shoulder? Uh, she cannot walk on her own. She needs someone to carry her. I can help. Okay, I sure. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oh, this is a uh, perfect Do I need a strength check or just... Yeah, sure. Um, um, at this point, it's been about ten minutes. Roll me another uh, wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Not 20. 
at this point, as she sort of shifts and is being carried, and as you realize you can't help and things are being carried away, and you realize the potions are headed further away from you as well, you're like, wait. Wait. Oh. <laughs> Theo turns bright red. <laughs> she goes, oh, good, you, it's, it wore off. Sorry. What did that potion do anyways? Nothing! That's that's just not so like you say a lot of things that are very confusing. I don't think I do. I think I'm a You said that thing. you that nobody was there when you were I clearly thought you there. were enemies. The last time people came but in. Why did you say you were I, I just I don't understand. Let's just get back to safety. Also, Theo said nothing in exactly the same pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got an 8 on insight. Excellent. I also got an 8 on insight. Excellent. You guys can make any conclusions you want, but you have no <laughs> idea beyond the context of both of them said at the highest possible pitch, <laughs> NOTHING! I feel like those count as nat ones on the section. <laughs> I feel like they might. I'm so confused. You're saying things that are so contradictory. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> So I'll, I'm just gonna help with the potions here. I'm, I'm just gonna carry the potion bag. I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Okay. Yep. So you guys head back, um, and you do cross the line of these guards heading forward. And at this point, they've captured about five to ten blocks. And uh, Nassim sort of catches a word from one of them and says, "Okay, that's a. Uh, that looks like it's all they're gonna." do for right now. There's a second block moving in. We're not supposed to run ahead anymore. We're just going to go wait back at the tower. Okay. All right. We've helped everyone we could, I think, for now. Has there been any word on people inside the palace? The palace is silent. Any word of the princess from Shadal? The palace is silent. Okay. Yeah, so you guys head back for another sort of short rest. She, after, you know, about an hour, her disguised self potion fades and she looks like a hat, you know, like a harried young girl again, rather than a fire nude. And everyone sort of calms down a little <laughs> bit. Everyone's sort of a little tense. And after about an hour, Nassim does come to find you again. It looks like they've swapped out their bag again. So like, it looks like this time there's a new bag. The previous one got burned in a couple places. So this one's full of new health potions and steps up to you guys and says, uh, now that you've had a bit of a rest, we're gonna, if you're ready, we can head back out again. There's just one more portion that we're being sent to search. It's debris from the palace itself. They've yeah. captured it up as far as they can, I think. All right, oh, that seems like a worthwhile yeah. place to go. They're sending out just teams to search just to see if we can find anything in the rubble. Have, yeah, we can have, help with that. Any survivors so far? It looks like there's secret passages out of the palace itself. It looks like probably the nobles fled through those. Um, beyond that, not much we can figure out at the moment. The problem is that the, the smoke from the fires is making it too hard to send long-distance messages via pigeon or signal. Anyone with magical means of communication around here? <coughs> not a lot in the guard. And the nobles send their own messages. Out of curiosity, what interests you about the palace so much? Well... This seems like the start of something, and the palace is clearly the center of it. I, well, there's, of course, plenty to be said for helping out and doing what you can 
the interesting parts of this, the parts that are really worth doing, seem to be surrounded on the palace. I'm gonna incite that. Sure. That one. Nice. That's absolutely exactly what you therapy exactly thinks and wants. <laughs> For sure. Okay. I just mentally cla- cos- uh, classify you as the really, really gossipy, gossipy girl who sits at the corner of the bar with her friend and then talks about everybody else in the bar. <laughs> You're not entirely wrong. You're not entirely right. <laughs> so, you guys head out. It's much... There's actually a lot more people going with you this time. It looks like the search and rescue portion is done. They've seemed like they've captured as much of the old city as they can. The last thing to do is to push up to the palace to capture it, which again, they are gonna do only with guards. They're not gonna let you guys up there. Um, there's a few adventurers around you who are grumbling about that. There may be some plans around you to disrupt that. You can join in if you oh, want. I am definitely interested <laughs> in joining in with those. <laughs> Uh, there's some grumbles of people saying, I bet we could just, you know, like, there's probably a way to just, I bet if we found the right angle, we could just walk up to the palace. There was mention of secret passages. They were trying to butt into their horses. Do you think we maybe could find one of those? Roll me persuasion. Oh, not bad. Uh, that's gonna be a 19. You actually recognize this party. This is the one with the young uh, human girl with the broken arm who like replicated your thing. Oh. And she says, actually, my mother used to work in the palace and I think I know one of them. I have to find it. But I bet I could get us right into the ballroom. Well, that certainly seems worth doing. Uh-huh, and I bet you'd run right into a fire elemental or a fire giant or something like that. I butt into the conversation. I don't think they wanted to capture the palace. If they did that, they wouldn't have blown it up. They just wanted to send a message, is my bet. There's no way to know if we don't go in. Exactly. Do you want to bet your life on it? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Seems like a sort of dumb plan to me. Okay. I'm not sure I'm up to fighting a fire elemental. I don't... Or a fire giant. Look, and she sort of points with her uninjured arm up towards, and there is sort of this cliff face sort of in the middle of the city, this raised portion that this palace was built on. It has this sprawling look out over both the city and the fields beyond, and you can see where there were these big, giant, open windows that were where this ballroom was, this entire wing of the castle on this edge of this place, looking out over specifically for its fantastic views. She points up and she says, I can't see anything moving in there. Can you? We're a ways away. Uh, Can I see anything moving in there? Perception. Is Nassim with us still? Nassim has stepped away a little bit. 17 perception. Six. Nat 20. The two of you, you're pretty sure you can't see anything moving in there. You look up and, yeah, there's nothing up there. Nothing's moving. Like unnaturally still? Like, it's been utterly abandoned. You wonder if the whole palace has been abandoned. Yeah, I, it seems like it's been abandoned. Um, I, 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 don't, I, like, I, I don't see anything at all. Okay. That is worth investigating. Okay, let's, let's do it. Um, do you guys have any healers? I'm a little burned. Here, 
I hand you a potion. Thanks. That's 2d4 plus 2. Awesome. Very burned. So as you get to this clearing area where you're supposed to hunt through, and there are like piles of debris from the palace, and you do see some people grumbling and rolling up sleeves and hunting through. You see some people casting mage hands to move small things out of the way, things like that. Uh, at this point, the small party, but particularly this one girl with the broken arm, gestures towards all of you. And I want all of you, if you're trying to go with her, to roll stealth. 13. 14. Uh, 4. Because <laughs> I have to roll at disadvantage. Yes, that is true. Are you going with her? Are you going mm. with her, Vantis? Because I have to say names. And I if Vantis is looking away, I say, you can stand on the outskirts if you want, but the people who really get stuff done are the people who go into the thick of it. I snort. You guys need someone to pull your you out when you get half charred by something. Yeah, just a flat 12 on stealth. Okay. I'm not trying that hard. Three successes, one failure. You managed to find your way away from the group a little bit into like a small place where they're probably, it, there were once a couple trees. The trees are now a little bit bent and broken. They actually do hide a place where she moves and clears with her good arm and one of her party members steps forward to help, help her push it out of the way. Um, and you do find a small trap door. Let's do this. Uh, so she opens, uh, her party member opens up the trap door and the seven of you together walk through, climb down this ladder. She, her party members help her with her one, one arm as she actually leads the way, sort of excitedly, almost skipping ahead of you guys. Very, very excited. Um, I asked for her name in there, by the way. <laughs> I introduced myself and asked for her name because this has gone on too long. <laughs> Uh, her name is Saba, and she pushes ahead of you guys, and she's so excited, and she's run, almost running ahead, and she leads you up this very long winding staircase that spirals upward, up through this cliff face, directly into the ballroom. She says that this is a place where when servants needed, and you do see there's like a small slide along the side where you could like rest a box or something. When they're carrying in new tapestries or new tablecloths or stuff from down in the city up to the place, this is where they would do it in order to make sure they weren't seen by the nobles, by the royals. Um, and she leads you up and tells you the story of her mother working here and her mother using this to get away from people that she didn't like sometimes or shirk off duties, just come here and she would slide down the spiraling slide and she used to tell her about it all the time as Sabah leads you up and up and up until you come to a small door and you open the door. Who opens the door? If you don't do it, she will. I mean, she seems to be leading the way, so I'd let her. <laughs> she yeah. tries to open the door. It hits something, and she can't get it open enough. Uh, I guess I'll try to push it open. Roll me athletics. Can I'll give uh, help out if I can to help shove it. Sure, roll with advantage. Uh, that's a good thing I have advantage. Uh, not that good. Um, that's a 12. Yeah, it was a DC 10. You push open this door into a scene of even more devastation than you'd seen down below. There are a couple bodies here and there of people in very, very fine, very burnt clothing. The entire place has the smell of burning flesh and hair and cloth and all these things. It's been a while, the flames have sort of died out more and there are chunks of 
this stained glass and this beautiful marble, this incredibly gorgeous place is half destroyed and you can only imagine the cost it would take to rebuild it. It is a scene of utter devastation and chaos. But there are fewer dead bodies than you expected, perhaps. It looks like a good number of nobles got out. Um, I look among the bodies to see if the nobles I was charged, I was protecting, are among them. Uh, roll me investigation. What are the rest of y'all doing? Well, I look, as I sort of look at the description, look very solemn that sort of seeing all this destroyed definitely got to me in a way that nothing else has yet. And then I start looking around, seeing if I can maybe identify any of the bodies, seeing if there's any clues, basically, as to what happened. Okay, also roll me investigation. Uh, Vantis, what are you doing? Um, I'm looking to... No. I'm looking and listening to see if there's anyone injured or alive. Roll me perception on that. Thea, what are you doing? I'm looking nauseated and holding my nose and kind of horrified. I will Only also a constitution saving throw. I will also cast prestidigitation around us as I see Theo looking nauseous, which That's probably nice. just explains why I'm distracted and only get a six <laughs> on five on investigation. Okay, so we're gonna go in reverse order. Constitution saving throw, Theo. What is it? Ten. You managed to not upheave everything you ate at the guard tower. Good. That's better than last time. Uh, fifteen. Uh, you glance around, there's definitely no one alive left here. There's some interesting piles of rubble. Five investigation, I was clearly too busy casting prestidigitation yeah, and being you're sad. Not, you're, you're sad, but you're also kind of grossed out. And you kind of, you're like, ooh. It's very different being in person to a terrible event than it is hearing about it in a story. Yeah. Uh, 17 Aaron. investigation. You hunt through, you look for any sort of individuals that you might recognize, any bits of clothing that you might recognize. You don't see anything. Uh, you do note that a lot of them look sort of foreign. So they're not not foreign to you, but foreign to Vrymor. It looks like this was probably affecting more foreign nobles than, than uh, local nobles. So there seems to be some sort of small problem with, you know, like it looks like a lot of the people died came from different countries. Um, you can't find these people, but you do find, um, there's a place where something's sort of fallen to the ground and there's like a necklace pinned under one of the beams. Um, and you don't recognize it, but it looks, not beams, sorry, one of the, one of the chunks of stone. It looks weird because it looks cheap and it's not around anything or anyone else. It's just there. It's not near a dead body or anything. It's just trapped beneath. Uh, are you gonna try and pull it out? Uh, yeah. Okay, roll me uh, Roll me just a strength check to see if you can lift the thing enough to pull it out. Oh, not great, seven. Okay, um, you managed to pull it out, but you only get the pendant, the leather cord that was already sort of burnt and frayed snaps. You have a cheap crystal looking heart pendant in your hand. Anyone here good with magic? Pretty good. Um, can you tell if this is magic? Okay, uh, I will roll arcana. arcana. No, not one. God, this thing's cheap. I had costume jewelry that's better than this. Definitely. This thing's gross. 
What about the other three? The um, the other three that came up with us. Uh, they can't roll for, right. on this. They don't know what they it is. Know. They fail they automatically. Okay. Only three. Arcana. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely magical. It's actually got some. It's almost like it's got two layers of magic on it. The first one, the surface one, is to make you not look at it. It's to make you see it and just see this cheap crystal heart and nothing interesting. Awesome. Underneath it, there's something deeper. You can't find it with an arcana check, but it has this sort of aura around it that you can sort of feel in a way, particularly as you focus in, as you sort of lean in, and you've spent time enchanting, not enchanting things specifically, but looking into it and studying it. This is powerful. This is, this is... This is really cool um, and also interesting. It's like where it's it's a thing that makes us not care about it, not look at it too closely. But underneath, it's got something powerful going on there, and I don't know what it is. Let's let's keep it. It's awesome. Yeah, huh. I put it in my bag. Okay, make sure you write that down. Yeah. So what do I call that? Heart pendant. Heart pendant. It has a name. You haven't found it yet. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, and you said it's green. I just said it was crystal. Okay, Uh, I don't know why I imagined it as green. I'm like... It's sort of a... It's a... It's not metallic, but it's sort of like a... Like a bronzy brown. Sort of a topaz? Sort of topaz-y a little bit. Can we get out of here? As you say that, roll me perception, everyone. 19. Excuse me, 18. Six. Six also. (laughs) (laughs) Ten. Um, So as you say that, you notice movement from further in, from where there's sort of been, where the blast force was sort of centered, which looks like it was closer to the main portion of the palace, and you quickly grab everyone and sort of pull them off back into the small hallway. Do you wait and see what the movement was? Yes. Okay. Does any, do you all do that? Absolutely. You all watch as a very large, not incredibly large, but definitely huge, steps into the room, this this very large creature. It's almost like a dragon. It's almost like a dragon. It's the same, it's the right shape. It makes sort of the, it has the right movement patterns, but it is entirely made of flame. Sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) Entirely made of flame. Air horn noises. (laughs) Each step it takes is just an air I sort of do the like mom at a crosswalk sort of holding people back type thing to encourage them to stay back. It... It's just sort of walking around, it's sort of hunting, or it sort of curls up at the front of the room. It is entirely made of flame. Can I roll any sort of check to see if I've heard of anything like this before? Roll Arcana? Likewise. No. Uh, 23. You know mainly of the, you know a fair amount about the 10 different colors of dragons, you know, the difference between metallics and chromatics, you know a lot of stuff about this. No, you've never heard of a dragon 
that looks entirely made out of flame of all the different planar entities that and planar entities that have vast amount of influence over this world many of whom you've told stories about you've researched dragons are they're not mortal in the same way but they are of this plane they are earthly beings they are natives of the prime material plane and cannot be found on others but there's nothing like this from this plane I start shepherding people towards the <laughs> trapdoor. Yeah. I would certainly certainly assist in that endeavor. <laughs> okay. So you guys climb back down the staircase unnoticed by this fire dragon. And you make it back out into the clearing where almost immediately upon you guys stepping out, Nassim spots you and says... So you guys disappeared for a bit there? We investigated the castle. There was a fire Why? dragon. What? There was a huge dragon made of fire. There was. Yes. It was a dragon shape made of fire. It's huge. That's... There's like three different levels of bad here, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. There's like the level of you snuck off. Then there's the level of you snuck into the palace. How did you get into the palace? Then there's the level of what? Oh, we used a secret passageway. One of the certain I hate orders. adventurers. <laughs> but we got you valuable information. <laughs> There's valuable information to be had. Does it really matter how we got it? Also, in thinking about... Yes! Because if someone knew where there was a secret passage into the palace, they should have told the guard. You make a good point. Fair. Can I, like, retrospectively insight check the dragon? Like, was it hunting for something? Was it just randomly wandering around? Yeah, sure. This one time I will let you do that, but never again, guys. Never again. (laughs) Establishing that now. Um, 16. It looked like it was just settling down for a nap. You know, it looked, it didn't, it looked like it didn't really know what it was doing or where it was. It was just sort of poking around. Okay. Um, the dragon didn't look particularly aggressive at the time. Okay, so next step here, I have to take you to the captain. Yeah, Um, I'll... Happily come along. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the other three people you were with have definitely slunk away <laughs> and are not coming with you to the guard captain. Mm-hmm. To be expected. That seems irresponsible of them. Well, are you going to call them over? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're not here anymore. <laughs> There, you guys came out of the trapdoor, you walked into the opening where people were looking for things. They went, mm, maybe not, and went a different way. Okay, I don't know where to call for them, so I won't. If they were nearby, I would absolutely, and I will say, there, there were three others, I can't seem to find them. Okay, um, yeah, this was what we needed today. Should we point out that door to you? Really? Really? It was what you needed. Where where are you from again? Kirshore. Right. Uh, yeah. Tell the captain. Okay. She'll know what to do. Hopefully. I hope she's not too mad. Well, kid, don't break the rules. Well, 
Come on, let's go. Is she very mean when she's mad? Most Did people are mean when they're mad, kid. I know. <laughs> so uh, Nassim pushes you back about seven to ten blocks to the guard tower, uh, where he they immediately lead you into the mess hall again. We're still at that sort of war table is the captain and a couple other people, um, and they step up and give sort of a, a brief sort of half bow, uh, definitely staying pretty upright to the captain who nods and says, you got a report, kid? I'm happy to explain. No, I'll hear from my guard first. And Nassim says, yeah, um, they found a secret passage into the castle, snuck in and saw a giant flame dragon. They can tell you more. I'm sorry. We're sorry, too. And the guard captain (laughs) just sort of looks over all of you and goes, Yeah, it's been that kind of a day. So, fuller report from those of you who were there. I'm happy to explain, as I said. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were looking to be more proactive. And frankly, there seemed to be plenty of people clearing rubble and no one investigating the palace. We heard another group who have made themselves very scarce suddenly, uh, discussing plans to break in. I had heard about people leaving through secret passages, and one mentioned that she knew of one. We went in and investigated the ballroom. We... There were several dead bodies. There were... It is a scene of great destruction. I'm sure. Move along. I don't need a flowery description. That's a shame. Uh, but anyways, as we turned to leave, not finding much of interest there, uh, there were suddenly signs of movement, and we watched a dragon made out of flame enter the ballroom. We were hidden by that time, so obviously we left unscathed. It also, I mean, I don't know what it would have done if it saw us. Um, it just seemed to be wandering around like it was lost. Um, it didn't seem to be hunting or out for blood or anything but of course it is a hazard potentially and the entrance to the secret passage is i described the location please don't be too mad (laughs) we won't do it again i promise yeah i'm sure you won't okay okay um dragon made out of flame That's new. Thank you for your report. We'll take care of it. Did you find anything else of interest while you were in there? Yes, there was. uh, Well, you tear me. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, right. I thought it was boring. So actually, and I'm... Yeah, you said you have have jewelry that's cheap. Yeah, I have cheap jewelry jewelry that's better than that. Yeah, Yeah, so I wouldn't say that. I forgot that. There was this pendant. (laughs) It was really cool. It was... It, like it was, it had a spell on it to make people not look too hard at it. But then underneath, there's this other spell that was—I don't know what it was, but it was. Did you take it with you? Yes. Can I have it? Let me rephrase that. Give it to me. Yeah. Okay. I give it to her. <laughs> okay. She takes it. She looks at it. She says, um, "That will require investigation." Why are you like this. She tucks it away in a pocket, and she says. All right, um, thank you for your work. No offense, 
we're not putting you out on any more assignments today. Go find a place to sleep. There's pallets set out. Thank you. All right. Nice okay. <laughs> when we leave, I turn to Theo and I say, if it's in your bag, you can tell them about it. If it's in my bag, I get to decide if I tell I them about scared. it. I'm scared. Why would, why would you hold back? Why wouldn't you tell them? And I mean, somebody's family might be looking for that or something. My point is that I could have told her about it if I wanted to, but it, was, it should have been my choice to make, not his. She might have figured it out. Because it wasn't in his been... possession. It was in my possession. I, but let's go back. Why wouldn't you have told her about it? I didn't it? say I wasn't going to tell her about it. I said it wasn't his decision to make. That was a dead body's necklace. How it was wasn't, it though. It wasn't near any bodies. It was alone in the corner. I found it under a beam. I pulled it out. If we should have told her that. <laughs> if she'd noticed we were hiding something, she would have been even angrier. Also, well, why how would she have noticed we were hiding it? People are good at these things. I don't know. I again, I find why would we hide it? Why why is this even an issue? Yeah, you might not notice, but a palace burned down? Anything we can do to help Wow, yeah, no, I had no idea a palace burned down and the people I was supposed to be protecting were in it at the time. Yeah, no, I had no idea. Thank you for pointing that out to me. It's you're so helpful. God. As this awkward pause hits. You guys are just outside of the mess hall and an individual steps past you who almost has a very strong aura about, uh, about them. Uh, this individual is very tall, taller than any of you, uh, about seven feet tall Goliath, wearing uh, heavy armor and carrying a very decorated longsword at their sides. Uh, this individual steps forward into the hall and as you hear you hear the guard captain call out, Vimak, you've returned. Apparently I've got some information for you. And at that, the mess hall door is shut behind you. And you miss the rest of the conversation as you find a nice place to sit for the night. You can decide to hang out with each other or not with each other. We're going to end this session here today, though. I probably try to make Theo feel better because Aaron yelled at them. Yeah, Theo, Theo's afraid of Aaron now. Wants, yeah. to stay, wants to stay a little bit distant. Vances is being all protective around Theo. So Aaron saves Theo's life a bunch of times <laughs> and then says, hey, maybe don't tell people about the thing that was not in your possession but was in my possession and now she's the villain? Yeah, out of character, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> in character, Theo has a, a history of people being angry at him and very not nice. And also lawful good. Yeah, that too. Weirdly, this is one point where we'll get along very well, despite being neither lawful nor good. 